You're listening to Called to Create, a podcast designed for the creative entrepreneur. I'm your host, Hannah McLean, a wedding photographer turned educator who is passionate about helping other creatives build the businesses of their dreams. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Called to Create. I am currently sitting in my office, curled up with a blanket, candlelit, and rain dripping down my office window, you guys, and I am here for it. Like, I am so stoked. If you don't know already, I am a thousand percent a fall girly all the way, and you already know my entire house is decorated (laughs) fully, and I'm just fully in that fall mindset. I don't know who's with me. I know my husband judges me for that (laughs) because it is just the beginning of September, but I have been wearing sweaters like all week, you guys, just manifesting that fall weather will start or something, even though most of the days I end up sweating because it's still 80 degrees out. But fall to me also marks like the nearing of the end of busy season. So I can see that like little light at the end of the tunnel. And as much as I love shooting weddings every single weekend, it is tiring and I am excited for that season of rest. But anyways... Today, we are going to take a deep dive into some systems that will make you a more successful business owner and a little something I like to call CEO days. So something that I've started doing within the last year that has really been a game changer for my business and for me personally has been implementing a CEO day. And essentially what a CEO day is, is just a day that you as a business owner are setting aside once a week, preferably to do like the behind the scenes tasks that sometimes a lot of times actually get neglected. And for me, that looks like updating bookkeeping, balancing my budget and paying myself, diving into insights on Square, social media, all that fun stuff, and then really deep diving into like planning my entire week out. Personally, I like having my CEO day on Mondays because I love to start my week off by just refocusing myself, my business, and I've found that it gives me good insight and direction into like going into the next week because I know where I'm going. I can see what's happening in my business. I can look at it in depth and I have that direction moving forward. But ultimately, the goal of CEO day should be to make it a routine and be able to keep up with that. So ultimately, it's just important to be able to find a day and time that works for you and that you can stick to because, again, routines are important and this is something that hopefully you can implement on a weekly basis. So if Mondays, you feel like you're coming into a Monday with brain fog from the weekend, you shot a lot of weddings, you're too tired for Mondays, don't make your CEO day Monday. Just because it works for me doesn't mean it has to work for you. It usually takes me about half a day, sometimes longer, sometimes shorter, especially depending on what that season of business looks like. But before I had like a designated day once a week, a lot of the back end tasks were really being neglected and I didn't really even notice that it was really affecting my business until I started implementing CEO day and keeping up with these tasks. And for me, my bookkeeping was being neglected. I wasn't having a chance to dive into the numbers behind my business and I wasn't budgeting. All of these tasks were really intimidating to me because I would kind of put them off for a long time. And then when it came time to do them, whether it be because I needed to do taxes or whether it be because I needed to know what my schedule looked like, I was just 
like panicking because it was such a big intimidating task because I had put it off for so long. So really sitting down and making it a routine to do these things in smaller increments has taken the overwhelming aspect out of a lot of these backend tasks. And I think that everyone's CEO days are going to look different, obviously, because we're all running different businesses, right? But a few things that I would challenge you guys to keep up with on a weekly basis are budgeting, bookkeeping, and daily planning. And since I think that these three elements are so important to include in some kind of weekly routine or CEO day, as I call it, I'm going to kind of dive into those. So let's talk about it. I'm going to start with budgeting because let's just get it out of the way. (laughs) I know. Generally speaking, this is probably everyone's least favorite, right? Whether it comes to business or personal budgeting. I don't really like the B word. I do like to spend money. I'm not going to lie. The B word is not my favorite. (laughs) But to be a successful business owner, you obviously do need to budget. You do need to be responsible with your finances. So I do want to preface this by saying I am absolutely not a money expert. And when it comes to how you guys are financially setting up your business, that is definitely a conversation, something you need to talk about and consult an accountant on. I am a firm believer that if you have an LLC, you should have an accountant. And if you don't have one, this is me telling you, put that on your to-do list for this week. Go find yourself an accountant. It's important to find an accountant that you can trust and that is wise as far as like small business finances go. But anyways, this is not going to be me telling you, you know, how to use your money as a business owner. It's just going to be me kind of simply breaking down and sharing like how I budget, like what that routine looks like for me on a weekly basis. So every Monday during my designated CEO day, I log into Square, which is the software that I use for accepting all payments, like invoices from clients, all that fun stuff. And I also open my bank account up. The first thing I look at is what I brought in that week. I also make sure to check while I'm in Square that there are no overdue invoices that haven't been paid on time. Once I have an idea of what I brought in for that week, I double check to make sure that was correctly transferred to my bank account. This was a step that I skipped for a while and you guys would be surprised even as reputable as whatever software system you use might be as far as like transferring money to your bank account, like mistakes happen. You need to be making sure that what you brought in for that week or what was paid to you is actually being correctly deposited into your bank account. So if you're not already already doing that, I would make sure you are. But once I confirm that what I made has been correctly deposited into my bank account, I start the actual budgeting process. And the first thing I account for is taxes. The big scary T word taxes. I know we all hate it, but I will right away take out that percentage of my weekly earnings and put that directly into a business savings account. Um, That percentage obviously is going to look different per state, per business, etc. So that's again where you're going to want to have a tax professional to consult on what you should be putting away like each week or however like what you make, what percentage you should be saving as far as paying your taxes. But another super important thing to talk about is that you really should have a business specific 
bank account. And if you have a legally legitimate business, you guys, you absolutely should be keeping your business and personal finances separate. So a little side tangent here. If you have been waiting to get a business bank account, again, I'm going to put another thing on your to-do list for this week. You need to go make it. It's really easy to set up. I put it off for too long in the beginning, and that was probably one of my biggest financial mistakes as far as running a business. It's really not that hard to set up. Like, Just go do it, and it makes a huge difference as far as like budgeting and bookkeeping goes. But anyways, after I take taxes out of my weekly earnings, I will take an additional chunk of money out of my weekly earnings and put that in savings as well, just for savings for like equipment upgrades or future expenses that I am anticipating outside of like the recurring expenses that I normally have. I personally take $100 each week and put it in savings because I know that I'm going to have some hefty equipment upgrades that I'm going to make between cameras or a new laptop. I feel like in the photography, videography realm, you guys know what I mean. There's always expensive upgrades that we're going to be needing to have. So making sure that you are taking a lump sum from each week's earnings is going to kind of lessen that blow as well as like ensure that you are going to have that money. Like that's important that when you get to the time that your camera is about to crap out, you're not like, hmm, I wonder where I'm going to get the money for that. Like, no, you need to be saving ahead of time. So as far as like weekly budgeting goes, I would encourage you to maybe look at what some of the future upgrades you might need and then kind of break that down into how much should I be putting away each week because it really does make a big difference. So after I have set aside tax as well as like additional savings, I look at what expenses I will have for the week. And I personally have like this big master spreadsheet. I know not everyone's like a big spreadsheet kind of gal, but I am very type A and like to have everything organized. So I have this big old spreadsheet that breaks down all of like the subscription costs that I have, like recurring subscriptions like Lightroom or all of the Adobe software I use, the Square accounting software that I use. There's so many. I can't even think of all of them off the top of my head, but I have a spreadsheet that breaks it all down so I know when those payments are due, like what day of the month that those recurring payments are made. So at the beginning of each week, I know like what my expenses are going to look like and I add up whatever expenses I have for that week, whether that be paying second shooters or subscriptions, whatever, and then... I dive into how much I'm actually going to be able to pay myself, right? The fun part. So this is where having, again, a designated business checking account is so important because it is going to make your life, like your math life, so much easier, you guys, because now that I've added up my expenses for the week, I can simply subtract my expenses from the remaining balance of my checking account And from there, I figure out how much I can pay myself for that week. So I'm going to break that down to a little bit simpler. I'm going to like give you some numbers to visualize. So let's say, for example, I'll use easy numbers. Let's say I have $10 in my business checking account, right? After taxes and savings have been paid. And if I had $3 that I knew I was going to have to pay in expenses that week, I would then pay myself the remaining $7 and then leave the $3 in my bank account to make sure that those expenses are able to be paid essentially. 
I know that was like a lot to digest, especially if you're like a visual person like me and you're like trying to visualize the numbers or whatever. But (laughs) so I tried to break it down in simple terms. But again, everyone's budget is going to look different. But I remember the first time that someone who owned their own business broke down like the order of how they budgeted. And that was just so helpful for me, who someone who was clueless as far as like how to handle my business finances, like what I should be saving for, all those things. So I would recommend finding a solid spreadsheet if you really like to break down numbers and keeping everything in one place. There are so many great resources out there, guys, but even just like if you go on Etsy and look at like a really simple budget spreadsheet, they have tons that are cute and obviously the cuteness doesn't matter. You need to look for like if the elements you want are on that spreadsheet, but there are a lot of like pre-created spreadsheets that exist out there. For those of us who are not like super familiar and comfortable with creating our own complicated Excel spreadsheets. So look into that, but it's all about finding what works for you and then implementing again that weekly budgeting is really going to like be the key to getting a grip on your business finances. And again, it's just so much less overwhelming to stay on top of it more often. So the next important task I have implemented on CEO day kind of piggybacks off of budgeting and that is bookkeeping. We love bookkeeping. Just kidding. I actually hate bookkeeping. It will be literally the bane of my existence as a business owner, but it is necessary insert eye roll. But staying on top of it weekly again makes it so much more manageable if you don't know what bookkeeping is at all. If you're new to this business thing and you're like, what the heck is keeping of books? (laughs) In simple terms, it is a record of all of your financial transactions. And it's important that you're doing this because at the end of the year, when you go to file taxes, you will have or be able to make deductions as far as like what your expenses were, tracking your income, all those things. So It's important to have a record of every single purchase, every single expense, every single transaction that is happening within your business. And trust me, you guys, I learned the very hard way that this is not a task you want to have to do in like one sitting. Like you want to stay on top of this. I promise you, the more often that you update your books, the better. I realize it's like physically impossible to stay on top of like updating some kind of spreadsheet or software every single time that there's any transaction. Like I get that. That's not what I'm saying you should do. But that's why for me doing it weekly has been a really good balance because at that point at a week, you still remember what kind of transactions you did from the week prior. It's not super far out and you're not having to do it every single day. Also, when it comes to bookkeeping, I would definitely recommend investing in some kind of resource that helps keep everything in order. I personally have started using an online software called Xero. It's spelled X-E-R-O, and it has been a really incredible resource for me that helps kind of keep everything in one place. It's super user-friendly. I remember the first like software that I tried to deep dive into was QuickBooks. And for me, as someone who's not really like money savvy, like I'm not a super big numbers girl. I'm more into the creative side of things, right? But 
QuickBooks was very overwhelming. It was very in-depth, which I think if you're running like some massive company that needs those type of insights and stuff, that might be for you. But as like a small business owner, just trying to keep up and keep on top of like bookkeeping and the normal financial side of things, I think a software like QuickBooks is just too much. Like it's going to overwhelm you. It's going to take way too long to learn. I would definitely recommend looking into a more like user-friendly software that you can actually use and understand because that's at the end of the day what's going to benefit you. So again, I use Zero. That's been an awesome resource for me. This is not an ad. This is not me endorsing them. This is just me genuinely being like that has been a huge help for me. So look into that if you're looking for a resource to help you out in the bookkeeping department. Um, If you're very organized, just naturally and good at staying on top of like updating things, even like a solid spreadsheet would work. Again, going back to like the Excel spreadsheets, if you're good at doing those types of things, like you can keep track of it that way too. But anyways, every week while I have my bank account open from the budgeting that I just did, I also will look at every expense from the week prior and I'll quickly update my books and document all of my spendings. Also, you guys, it is super important that you are documenting any and all miles that you're traveling for work. I think this is one that a lot of people, especially first starting out, don't think of until like the end and then it's very difficult to like go back and track. But I believe like in the state of Michigan, you can deduct, don't quote me on this, but it's somewhere around like 60 cents per mile and that adds up. Like obviously that's different per state per, I don't know. Again, that's an accountant question, but tracking your miles, so important because that is a huge expense to factor into like your profit and all of that. So again, that's not something you're going to want to add up at the end. That's If you're like me and like traveling all over the state, shooting weddings, capturing photography, whatever it might be, that's a lot of miles that you're not going to want to add up or try to recall like, where did I go and how many miles? Like, no, just don't do it. Again, you're going to want to find a resource to help you track that. There's a lot of apps out there that you can like hit start and then end and then it'll track how many miles you went and it'll track you know, how much gas, all of that good stuff. But I have personally liked using the app Mile IQ. There's, again, quite a few options out there. Just find one that works for you. They're all pretty similar, but track those miles. So important. Also, if bookkeeping is just too overwhelming for you or you find yourself continually putting it off, it's just like not something you feel like you can keep up with, This is a really great task to outsource. Like if you have so much going on in your business that you feel like you need extra hands or it's just one thing too many to put on your plate, bookkeeping is a great thing to outsource. There are so many professional bookkeepers out there that would love to help you and serve you. And yeah, if it's just too much, look into it. But moral of the story, if you're feeling overwhelmed by the task of bookkeeping, start making it a weekly habit. I promise it makes the world of a difference as far as like your fear of bookkeeping goes. (laughs) Okay, finally, we get to the part of CEO day and systems I have in place that I actually love. 
Okay, to be fair, I love all of these things I've talked about because they help me run my business effectively. But this one, I actually can say that I enjoy, and that is planning. In case you haven't realized yet, I'm a very type A like planner kind of gal. So sitting down and planning my week, uh, it's just the best, like the highlight of my week. <laughs> Huge dopamine release. I know I'm a freak, but I love planning. It's so fun for me and it's so refreshing. And I personally have started using a digital planner on my iPad and again, flipping love it, like love it because I was like able to design a planner that fits like like I found a lot of planners, like paper and pen planners that I like, but none of them, unless you get like an expensive one specifically made for photographers, are like with a photographer in mind. Like they don't have editing cue involved in the planner, all that like fun, like small stuff that I've included. So I love that I was like able to design my own that fits like my personal needs as far as like planning goes. So every single Monday during my CEO day, I sit down and I write out like my editing cue so I know what has to get done editing wise because right as a photographer that's like half of our job just being able to know when our due dates as far as like getting galleries out to people and breaking that down into achievable sustainable chunks. And then after I go through my editing cue and planning that out I plan each and every day. And I've found that for me, the more structure I have, the better. I know that this isn't the truth for everyone. I know everyone works best in different ways. But when I first transitioned to working at home and being my own boss, I really struggled, you guys, with like the discipline aspect of that. I feel like I would just kind of float through my day like, oh yeah, I guess I could do that. But you know, I'll get to that later. But now that I plan like my days out by the hour, I know exactly what I'm supposed to be doing and when. Like when I say by the hour, I'm not kidding you guys. Like a typical planner entry for me probably is like nine to 10, edit so-and-so's album, 10 to 10.30, respond to emails, 10.30 to 11.30, work on social media strategy, 11.30 to 12, lunch, like, and so on and so forth. Like the entire day is planned out to like half hour to hour increments. And I know that might sound like overkill to some people, but breaking my day down like that each and every day really gives me that structure that I need like, let me tell you, like, I get things done <laughs> like that. And as a creative, obviously, a lot of you know that every single day looks so different. Some days you're prepping gear and getting ready to shoot or maybe getting ready for a wedding. And other days you don't leave the house once and you're just stuck editing. So planning out my days to a T has provided, I think, a lot of that structure that I was missing from just like the natural flow of being a creative. Also, it has helped me tremendously as far as like sticking to my business hours because I know I talked about this a few episodes ago as far as like boundaries and, and as far as like work-life balance goes. It has been a lifesaver to be able to plan my day out within those business hours and know, hey, this is when I need to start working and hey, this is when I need to close the laptop. Everything is accounted for, so I know that I'm getting my crap done when I should. I also love digital planning, too, because I think 
we all know how quickly our schedules can change and evolve as creatives, whether it's a client who emails you at the end of the day and is like, hey, I need to go over this timeline with you or hey, can we reschedule something? Like I feel like, again, schedules are just always changing and evolving. So I love the aspect of with digital planning, I just open my iPad up, quickly erase something or add something to my schedule and then bam, I'm just ready to tackle that. I feel like as a creative, as much as some of us love to plan and the planning aspect is so important, you definitely also need to be able to be flexible because when you have clients and you serve clients, sometimes their schedule changes, your schedule needs to change. You need to be available for them at some times that you weren't expecting to. So being flexible and then also having that planning aspect, I love having digital planning because you can kind of integrate those two things. And I know I've kind of talked a lot about this digital planner that I've created. So if you guys are interested in digital planning, that's something that you guys like to do. I will link my planner that I designed for photographers in the podcast description. It's just a digital download. I think it's listed for $20 on my website. Yeah, it's just a super easy, awesome resource that I created for you guys. Well, ultimately, I created it for myself. And then I was like, you know what? I should not get keep this. So it is available if you would like it. I'll link it in the podcast description. But another big part of my weekly planning that I do want to touch on as well is setting goals. And I'm sure you've heard me say it before, but I'm such a big believer in setting goals because it really is what drives us and gives us direction as business owners. And when goals aren't set, your business isn't really going to drive forward with any kind of motivation. So setting small weekly goals, I just think gives me personally a lot of motivation to know like what I need to get done throughout the week, what I can be doing to better myself as a business owner and my business as a whole. I don't know about you guys, but I feel like it's so easy, especially in the industry of like creative entrepreneurship to get sucked into the mindset of like, what is everyone else doing, right? Like you get these blinders on and you're like, how is this business running or how are they doing things or how many clients have they booked or are their books full for 2024? Like we just are so focused on like what everyone else is doing because we want to keep up with the Joneses, right? But I feel like for me, when I have solid systems in place, solid routines, a solid plan for my week. I'm so much less focused on what everyone else is doing and so much more focused on what I'm supposed to be doing. Like what is Hannah, what is Hannah McLean photo supposed to be doing this week as far as finances, as far as like my plan, like I'm focused on me. So I really swear by having CEO days, you guys, cause it's just so important to refocus and look at where your business is right now and then where you want it to be and where it is headed. And it's so easy to turn a blind eye, in my opinion, to a lot of the stuff we talked about today because it is scary. Like, I'm not going to lie. Some of these tasks are intimidating and can be overwhelming. But at the end of the day, successful business owners are not afraid to deep dive into the back end of their business. Like, that's just the hard truth. And so my challenge to you guys today is to tackle that fear of diving into the nitty gritty details of your biz. Like I want you to dive as deep as you can get. I promise it will pay off in the end. 
All right, that is all I have for you guys today. I hope that you were able to pull some gold nuggets that applied to you and your business out of today's episode. If you enjoyed listening, as always, I would love if you could write and review the podcast so that others can join us in conversation. I hope that you all have a great rest of your Tuesday and I will talk to you next week. 